We as Muslims need to understand. We need to understand the nature of the mercy of Allah. We are dealing with the one who in Surah number 39, Ayah number 53, who tells us, he tells the Prophet to proclaim, to announce, to say, Oh my slaves, he is having this proclamation made. Oh my slaves, Allah is calling out. Now which slaves is Allah talking to? The righteous, the pious, the scholars? No, no, no. The ones who have wronged themselves. And the word for wrong is not just wrong, but crossing the line. Asrafu, israf. They've crossed all lines against themselves. They are self-sabotaging, self-imploding. They're harming themselves. Do not ever, ever, ever despair from the mercy of Allah. Don't you dare ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah. This, the, grammatically speaking, this is called Sigatul Nahi. This is the forbidding form of the word. Don't you dare. It is forbidden for you to ever despair from the mercy of Allah. We got a lot of talk in our communities about what's haram. This is haram and that is haram and that is haram. The haram we need to be talking about, the haram we need to understand, that comes first and foremost, it is haram to lose hope in the mercy of Allah. It is haram to despair from the mercy of Allah. La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Why? Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. Allah can and will forgive all the sins. All the sins. Why? Because He and only He alone is the one who is constantly forgiving and constantly merciful. We as Muslims need to understand. We need to attach our hopes onto the mercy of Allah. We need to attach our hopes onto the mercy of Allah. We need to understand the nature of the mercy of Allah. How confident it should make us. How much of a sense of security should it give us. How much love it should bring into our hearts for the one we're dealing with. The nature of the mercy of Allah, Allah tells us Himself in the Quran. Most definitely my mercy, it encompasses everything. Everything. That means the, the greater, the greatest sin that you can commit, Allah's mercy is greater than that. The most horrible, despicable person you know, Allah's mercy is greater than that person's crime and than that person's evil. Allah's mercy encompasses, engulfs, takes over everything. In a hadith Qudsi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the Prophet says that Allah has said, most definitely my mercy, it supersedes, it overcomes my anger and my wrath. Allah's mercy is so available for us. The Prophet ﷺ tells us the manifestation or the access 
The access door to the mercy of Allah is what we call tawbah, repentance, to turn back to Allah. The Prophet gives us this beautiful analogy where he says that the door of tawbah is as vast as far as the distance from the east to the west. You know, when somebody has a past, what do we call that in our common language? They have, they have baggage. They have baggage. You know, if a door is narrow, I can walk through it. But then if, if I pick up two suitcases, can I walk through it anymore? I can't make through, I can't make it through anymore because I got too much baggage. But it doesn't matter how much baggage you have because the door of Allah's mercy, Allah's forgiveness and the door of repentance is, is bigger than any amount of baggage you might personally have. And then I'll, I'll, I'll end this point on a hadith Qudsi. Again, where the Prophet says that Allah has said, Yabna Adam, O son of Adam, O human being, and this is a singular address. So Allah is talking to each and every single person individually. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, As long as you continue to call out to me. He didn't say pray, not even pray. As long as you continue to call out to me, as long as you have the capacity to just say, Ya Allah, Oh Allah, I need you. And you continue to have hope in my mercy. I will forgive you and I won't even mind. It's not even a big deal. Don't worry about it. He then goes on to say, Yabna Adam, O human being, O each and every single person. If your sins were to reach the limits of the sky, if your sins were to reach the limits of the sky, I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of an example. This is how my teacher explained this hadith to me. He said, I want you to imagine, for per to, to explain it, to understand it. Every time you, one person, committed a sin, a cup appeared in this world. And then when he committed a second sin, a second cup appeared. And then when he committed a third sin, a third cup appeared and so on and so forth. Till the point that this person kept committing sins, kept committing sins, kept committing sins, till the point that the entire world, north, south, east, west, became completely, the earth became completely covered with cups. There was not a single inch left on the surface of the earth. The entire earth was full of cups. But then guess what, that person keeps sinning. And there's no more room on the earth, so where are we gonna put the cups now? So he committed a sin again, and now you put it on top of the previous cup. And then it kept stacking on top of that. And this person kept committing sins to the point that eventually the entire world, all the way from the ground to the sky, became completely filled with cups. One person committed that many sins. One person. And then what does he say? And then after all that, thumma, then after all that, you asked me for forgiveness once. You sincerely, honestly asked me for forgiveness once. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I will forgive you and I won't even mind. That's how merciful and forgiving Allah is.